Welcome to the Awakened Man Podcast, where we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man, repository for holistic health, red pill freedom, and much, much more. We are a channel, if you're new to it, that embraces, among other things, a life of self-actualization for men, meaning men be purged of their demons, of their addictions, that they clean up their diet, that they clean up their finances, they mitigate their debt, and achieve the best form of masculinity that they can. Stop being the beta provider. Stop being a simp, a mangina, and be a masculine, confident man, and strive and achieve excellence in whatever you do. Now, a lot of this has to do with intergender dynamics, and so it is largely recommended on this channel that you never marry. It's not smart. And you're like, Gregory, why shouldn't we marry? Go check out the back cat the back catalog. <laughs> that will tell you. Today we're gonna go back to the the tried and true, which is health, actual physical health, with a little salacity, a little salacity, a little tawdry. So if you got kids in the car when you're listening to this, you might want to watch it or listen to it later. We're going to talk about cunnilingus, which, if you don't know, is the counterpart to fellatio. I'm imagining cunnilingus gets its derivation from Latin because linguis, lingua, tongue. And we're going to talk about some studies showing that, albeit pleasurable, and look, not all men like to perform cunnilingus. I guess we should say woman on woman as well. For those, those, you know, we talk about the unicorn, you know, you know, six-year-olds love unicorns, you know how they're mythical, same for dragons. I, to me, one of the other mythical things are lipstick lesbians, but you know, whatever. It seems like every, every lesbian I see or know are not lipstick, but either way. So kind of lingus isn't for every man and I kind of get that, but I kind of don't get that. Look, like growing up as a child, it's understandable that a prepubescent boy or an adolescent boy would be scared of the jungle down there. Like what, what's down there is a lot of folds and cracks and holes, and uh, I'm scared. I don't want to put my mouth down there. It's completely understandable. I understand it. I would say the majority of men enjoy cunnilingus. I would say probably the majority of men don't know what they're doing down there, which is understandable. And this is why when you're having consensual sex, it's really important to have good communication where the woman is telling you, do this, do that, touch this, you know, in a charitable, gracious way. Not be like, oh, you're doing it wrong. That if you watch movies like American Pie, you know, the brother has that book that that the, the main character gets so he knows how to how to do it. 
And uh, I mean, certainly there's there's techniques to it, and every woman's different what they prefer. But there's definitely techniques you can do to to enhance it, or toys that you can use simultaneously during cunnilingus. But I would say most men do it, and 98% of women enjoy it. Now, there's a small percentage of women that might not get into it because um, it probably has to do with some form of frigidity or some form of sexual abuse, and um, that needs to be addressed, right? Women need to purge their demons. I mean, go to the episode we just did with Jude. Right, he says that men can clean themselves up, fix themselves. But I tell him it's like still you're still dealing with the other sex. So if the women aren't cleaning themselves up and fixing themselves, plus the court system and everything is on on their side, then it's really not going to lead to anything beneficial. Not at all. So let's get to some of these studies on cunnilingus. I personally, if you want to know my feelings on it, I love it. I enjoy it. Now. We, we do want to advocate safe sex here. Now, the, the safe sex version of cunnilingus is using a dental dam. But the thing is, dental dams, nobody uses them. And really, they're used for, as the name would suggest, dentistry. And so, it is weird that we haven't come up with something, because, you know, condoms are great for fellatio, right? That seems pretty easy. And I understand the anatomy is very different, but they they they, they must be able to come up with something that, some sort of saran wrap. And I guess you could use saran wrap. I don't see why you could have some sort of saran wrap that you can wrap around the legs and tie it like little latches. I don't know. You you would think they'd come up with this already, but maybe 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 men are like, no, I want to taste it. Either way, it's from Newsweek. Men who perform oral sex on women may want to avail themselves of the latest findings about HPV. A new study published this week in the Annals of Internal Medicine reveals that the mouths of many men are infected with HPV, often contracted through cunnilingus. To determine just how common HPV is among men, a team of researchers from the University of Florida looked at data from the National Health and Nutrition Examination Survey. On adults age 18 to 69. I mean, are, are these are these in touch you put in to make us chuckle? Really? They just like, you know, let's do a study. Yeah, let's start at 18. That's a good age, right? When should we end the study? 69. They want to know the prevalence of oral HPV infection and also how common it is for men and women to develop both an oral and genital infection of the virus. So HPV, if you guys don't know, is, is human papillomavirus. It's probably most famous for certain strands, I think there's four strands that, and there's many strands, dozens or scores of strands of HPV that can lead to cervical cancer for women. This is why women do pap smears once they're sexually active because if they contract one of those strands of HPV from from coitus or cunnilingus, I suppose they can get it from cunnilingus as well, uh, it could lead to cervical cancer. And so the pap smear is done to check those cells of the cervix to see if they're going to be malignant. Also, HPV is known for getting warts. That's another thing, getting warts. And 50% of Americans who are sexually active have an STD. And most people think it's HPV. Now, in most cases, HPV, the, the other viruses that are not causing cervical cancer or not causing throat cancer or oral cancer, tend to be pretty benign and the body's immune system knocks it out or keeps it in check most cases all right let's get going 
The risk for men is potentially serious. Although many of us associate HPV with cervical cancer, the virus is most closely linked with oral cancer, what's known as oral pharyngeal squamous cell carcinoma, also known as OPSCC. So the pharynx is the fancy name for your throat. Your throat has three regions. It's got the nasopharynx behind the nose, the oropharynx behind the mouth, and the laryngopharynx behind, underneath uh, the oropharynx, or closer to where the epiglottis is, where then the esophagus and the trachea break off the pharynx. So you get your anatomy lesson for today. So oropharyngeal squamous cell carcinoma is OPSCC. Previous research suggests that rates of HPV-related oral cancer will surpass cervical cancer by 2020. The National Cancer Institute estimates that roughly 70% of oral pharyngeal cancers stem from HPV type 16 infection, which is a high-risk strain. Okay, so if you know somebody who gets throat cancer, you know, I would think, well, throat cancer, you know, smoking, throat cancer, alcohol. Chewing tobacco, whatever. No, 70% of oropharyngeal cancers, or at least this particular oropharyngeal squamous cell carcinoma, stems from stems from the uh, oral. According to the report, one in nine men in the U.S. is orally infected with HPV. The rates were much higher in men than in women. One in men, one in nine men. 11% of men versus 3% of women. These percentages account for about 11 million men and 3.2 million women nationwide. This doesn't sound like a lot for 11 million men. I mean, it sounds like a lot in one way. I mean, that's the size of a very, 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 very large city or small European country. Furthermore, the higher risk strains of the virus are more commonly found in men than in women with oral HPV. Huh? Why is that? Little cunnilingus, little tonguey tongue. The research found the infection rate is much higher for men who have had a significant number of heterosexual oral sexual partners, as well as men who have had sex with men. That makes sense. Oral HPV is more common in men who have a history of genital HPV infection as well. That makes sense as well. So it makes sense. The more partners that you're going licky-licky with down there, uh, Better chance you're going to get it from them. I mean, that that makes sense. So you, they always say like like uh, STDs or not STIs is the the scourge of of fornication, right? If you are a virgin when you get married, a true pure virgin, and she is a true pure virgin, you don't have to worry about STDs. And this is the way it was in the old days. Well, at least the woman was a virgin. The man was in the whorehouses. This is why the woman ended up getting syphilis and all these things. Or, and then getting pelvic inflammatory disease and then ended up infertile and blaming the man and all these things like that. But but either way, it was, it was good when we were more virginal in general. So think about how many women, or women who are still listening, how many partners have you gone down on in your life? I would say, I don't know, i got to think, I'm in my 40s. I don't know, i got to think about that. Well, preferably less less is more in this case. Well, I guess not. That's not true. But it's not good. According to the U.S. Center for Disease Control, roughly 14 million new HPV infections occur each year. 14 million. Anyone who is sexually active is at risk for contracting the virus. An infection of HPV is typically harmless, and most people clear it up on their own. People who have a high-risk strain of HPV, those are the ones that are causing the cancer, are more likely to develop certain cancers of the mouth. 
or cervix or anus or genitalia. So the thing is, if you're going licky-licky down there, you just got to hope that she's got one of those strains that um, isn't leading to oral cancer. It's one of those more harmless ones. But the, the issue is that men are getting a lot of oral cancers. It's unclear when women why men are more likely than women to develop an oral HPV infection. Some experts suggest that women who become infected with cervical HPV carry a higher level of the virus. Because of this, the virus is more likely to be passed to heterosexual partners who licky-licky. But this theory doesn't always explain why men who have sex with men are at a high risk for oral HPV. According to the new study, 19% of men with male partners tested positive for oral HPV. 13%. It's not too bad. And having multiple partners appeared to increase the risk even more. Men who reported having two or more oral sex partners had a 22% higher risk for HPV oral infection. <laughs> men who have reported having two or more. Isn't that pretty much every man? See, now a lot of you guys, especially the incels, are like, see... See, Greg, see, it's good. See, it's good to stay away from women. See, because now you can get cancer and die. I'm going to go read my comic books. They're all getting righteous now. See, I told you the jungle down there is disgusting. See, see, this is God's way of telling us that we shouldn't do that. No treatment exists for HPV, but a vaccine can be taken in childhood to prevent the infection and all but eliminate a person's risk for these types of cancers. Yeah, we have a video here. I'm sorry, an episode way back when, probably around episodes 100, 120, 130, about Gardasil. Gardasil is a vaccine that we're supposed to give pre uh, tween girls so they don't get cervical cancer. And I would recommend that you go to that episode uh, because, uh, yeah, it's led to a premature ovarian failure, death. The, the main scientist who was pushing for it re- later came out and said that she was wrong. There's a lot of stuff wrong with Gardasil, and I would not take it. And look, it doesn't even protect you from all the strands that cause HPV. It's just a money-making scheme like all vaccines are. And if you go back uh, about 15 episodes, I talked about back in March, what's the end game of the COVID? And I'm telling you the end game is to get us all vaxxed. You know, in Russia... They're already vaxxing up the people. It over Putin's crazy, like, you know, we're going to just, yeah, stage three where we actually tested on a decently large amount of people. Yeah. Yeah. We'll skip that. So they're just, they're just vaxxing up Russia with a highly, 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 highly experimental vaccine. But the thing is here, look, it's understandable. Trump put this initiative in and look, any president with Hillary was in there, she'd do the same thing. To kind of like a race to see who can come up with the vaccine makes sense, right? We've had, what, 170,000 people die by this point. It, it totally makes sense why they're rushing. But the problem, of course, is the rushing is going to make people not have as rigorous of a study because the first company that can really get to it is probably going to get the patent. And then there's going to be so much money for this company to make because so many, so many Americans are going to get this vaccine. And I would tell you, and we'll have an episode as whenever this comes out in the fall. Not to get the vaccine. It's going to be highly problematic. I would not get it. I would not give it to my, to my children, of course. And I'm definitely not taking it. But if you go to that episode on what's the end game, the, what they're eventually going to do is, well, you know, we're going to be like the Soviet Union, and you can't go to the grocery store without your papers. Your papers showing that you've had the vaccine. 
if you don't get the vaccine, we're just going to quarantine. You'll be quarantined. That's what's going to happen. Especially if we get a lefty president in there. Hmm. This new research also points to the need to develop effective ways to screen for oral HPV and oral cancer. One study published last year looked at mouthwash samples of patients. It turned out identifying samples that traces that showed traces of HPV was a relatively good predictor of who developed oral cancer later in life. All right, so look. In closing, not every strand of HPV causes OPSCC, oral pharyngeal squamous cell carcinoma. Not all of them. But if you get HPV in the throat, that doesn't bode well for you. It doesn't really bode well for you. So what can we do? It's frightening to think that there's actually, in terms of incidents, there's more cases of HPV causing throat cancer in men and women, and women too. Look, the thing back in the 90s when, when Bill Clinton got famous for the Winsky scandal and, and she was giving him BJs in the oral office, this was also around the same time that Rainbow Party started. If you're not familiar with Rainbow Parties, Rainbow Parties is, I, I think, you know, oral sex, of course, has been around since the beginning of time. Theodora, the the, the empress former prostitute of Justinian, 6th century Byzantine leader, she once said, there's not enough holes in my body to please men. So look, we, we, clearly we've had fellatio forever. But I think in terms of like mainstream popularity among the teens, going back to like the American Pie era, uh, you saw in the 90s this proliferation of, I guess, oral sex getting mainstreamed, maybe? So back in the 90s, they would have these rainbow parties where girls would wear different color lipstick and then they would just go and fillet the different boys and so the boys would leave the party with different you know, different colors on his phallus. And so women are getting a high rate of throat cancer as well because they're just going down on so many men. So both both sexes are going down, and this is this is leading to throat cancer. And that's why I wanted to bring it up because it's it's pretty shocking. I mean, I think a lot of you guys know about HPV causing cervical cancer, but in fact, HPV is causing more throat cancers in men and in women than it's causing cervical cancer, which we know you know it, it's among the, the the things that we always hear about. You know, get get a get your mastect or I'm sorry, get your, your breast checked, you know, check for this, check for that biopsy for your, your lungs, biopsy for your breast, you know, get this done, do your prostate check, but you know, get your pap smear girls. You're sexually active. So what are we going to do now? Are we going to have both men and women go in for a throat swab for throat cancer because of, of going down? Maybe, I don't know. But the key is this. I would recommend, of course, try to have as small partners as possible. You know, if you're a MGTOW monk, this isn't going to be an issue. Maybe you got it in the past, though. So, I mean, that's something you can't really avoid there. And uh, if you guys are younger or for your future trajectory, try to limit the amount of indiscriminate sexual partners you have. If you're doing pump and dumps and and STRs, be careful. Always glove up. Use a condom. And then, I guess, use a dental dam. Go find a dental dam if you want to do that. And in general, look for symptoms in your throat. Uh, 
as I mentioned before, alcohol, chewing tobacco, smoking, these also cause throat cancer. Alcohol and, and, and nicotine, I'm sorry, alcohol and cigarette smoking are all class one carcinogens. Go to that IARC episode we did on the, the 16 big cancer causes in your house. So it causes cancer all through your body, not just in your throat because that's where you're smoking and drinking. No, it got a higher rate of every type of cancer, pancreatic cancer, for example. Just every type of cancer is uh, increased by, by smoking and drinking. So check your throat, check for nodules if you're having symptoms. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just think this is one of those things that's right down the alley of men's health and you guys need to be aware. So if you like going licky licky down there, get a dental dam. And look, I mean, you you can you can have her go get checked for an STD, but HPV is not really one of those that comes out. And I don't even think there is a test for HPV. It's not going to come out. Normally, it's symptomatic. It's symptomatic. So like when you get warts in the mons pubis, well, I got HPV. But like for men, I don't think there's blood work that's going to detect whether or not you have HPV. And so because of that, it's not like you can go get tested. I would definitely recommend that you get tested if, if you're going to be in, in any type of long-term relationship, um, that you should get tested for, for herpes and HIV and syphilis, you know, all the main ones. But there is no test really to, to, to test positive for HPV. It's very difficult. So... If you do get tested and you find out somehow that there is an HPV test and you show up positive, well, you know, then maybe you shouldn't go licky-licky down there, guys. All right. So the website's Naturopathic Earth. Go check it out. If you want, there's tons of holistic health articles and food recipes. Speaking of food recipes, we are Amazon affiliates. So if you go to Naturopathic Earth and there's a link in the episode notes. Click on that and then click under the articles and go to the food recipes. Click on the Amazon links for those recipe ingredients. That'll take you to Amazon. Anything you buy on Amazon from there, we get a 2% commission at no expense to you. So you don't have to buy the actual ingredient. It just It's like a portal, a door to get you to Amazon, and then you can search whatever you want. Buy Confessions of an OB Styled or Revelations of a Weight Loss Warrior. These are my two books that I've written. They're available on Amazon, Kindle or paperback. Use the PayPal link in the episode notes to donate money, please, monthly. We would appreciate to defray the cost of, of hosting this podcast and the other podcast. If you want some one-on-one coaching from the Red Pill perspective or weight loss or whatever, contact me through the Clarity FM link or go to Clarity FM and search me. Lastly, please, please post a review. If you don't like the change in direction and you're some misandrist, some man-hater, and you don't like the fact that men waking up to the fact that the court system side against them you know go and post a one star review if you like the, the change of direction post a four or five star post a review either way just do it right now do it subscribe to the show and also subscribe to the essential oils and herbal apothecary we just did an episode on the five big mistakes people make when they diffuse essential oils and go check out confessions of an obese child we just did one on covid weight weight gain anxiety the covid 15 so go check those out until next time take care bye-bye thank you for listening to the awakened man podcast find us on facebook at the awakened man podcast page subscribe and post an honest review on apple podcast and consider donating to our crowdfunding account and remember freedom is better than needle until next time music attributed to nine inch nails